Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Nat Strong and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode 144 of Let's Get Haunted. We are just delighted to be bringing you another delightful episode of your favorite spooky haunted show if this is your first time to listen to this podcast and you want to get straight to the story from the title you should know that you can open up our show notes right now the very first sentence in all caps will say skip to this time in order to get to the story however Allie and I start every episode with an intro where we just talk about random haunted stuff that's going on in our life which really has nothing to do with the title at all and I could see how that could be very frustrating for someone who (laughs) clicks on a certain podcast with a title and just wants to hear the story so we don't know how long we're going to talk for it so just open up that (laughs) those show notes and go to the first sentence now if your interest is peaked and you're like who are these people who are trying to have a professional podcast but they don't start talking about the title until 20 plus minutes in and you want to hear what we have to say go ahead and give a listen because we've hooked some people that way there are some people who really really enjoy hearing us talk about things that have nothing to do with the title. So you might That's be right. one of those people. And, and how can you know if you're one of those people or not? Take a chance. Yes, you listen to our intro. And if you're like, you know what? That satisfied a part of me, even just a little bit, you might be a haunty. And now you've joined our haunted community. And you can take it a step further and you can join the Patreon, which Allie and I make bonus content for, which literally has nothing to do with the podcast as well. And And it's very entertaining (laughs) and we're having a great time. No one can take it away from us yet. So go ahead and join. Natalia, what are you up to today? Lots of things going on at the moment. I have a bunch of family in town because Enzo turned two yesterday. So they're all still kind of lingering, trying to head out. But if you guys hear a bunch of just like random people in the background being like, we have to go because Natalia's recording a (laughs) podcast right now. And then someone else is like, what's a podcast? And then another person's like, oh, well, it's like a radio show. But it and then someone cuts them off and is like, yeah, it's on the Internet. And then someone else is like, I know someone who listens to the podcast. And if you just like hear a conversation (laughs) along those lines that's happening in the background, like people whispering too loud. That's why uh, my family is in town. They're supposed to be leaving, um, but for some reason they haven't yet. Peak so, family behavior. You know I what? feel like that is, uh, I don't care what kind of family you have. If you have a podcast, they all like simultaneously are judgmental about it, but also like very curious. <laughs> and that is 100% why they have right. not left yet. There is someone standing outside your office right now with their ear pressed to the door. It's probably your mom. Hi, Riffy. And um, she's trying to catch every word. Something I need to talk about because my heart is just so full right now. I don't think this counts as a personal haunting. This is a a personal blessing. I got to go to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. So if you go to my Instagram, you will see like lots of videos. It's basically just a Taylor Swift fan account now. (laughs) So I just wanted to call out to any other Swifties who are in the haunted community, Swifty haunties. I see you guys and I am representing. I had so much fun. I feel really blessed that I got to go. Actually, a callback to a previous episode 
episode where I talked about I only have one friend in Georgia and then she was my horse friend and then her horse like passed away in this tragic accident and I was Mm. like I don't know if we're still friends now she was the one who got those Taylor Swift tickets oh that's awesome yes it was incredible she's been to every one of Taylor's concerts I think since 1989 and she's uh the year 1989 there's an album that Taylor came out with called 1989 oh I was like I'm pretty sure she was She's not even that old. Was she out the womb just performing? This is clearly I'm uncultured about Taylor Swift, but I'm ready to to be schooled. I'm ashamed to say that when Reputation came out, when there was like the Kanye Taylor Swift drama, I was very young and uninformed and I didn't really know about a lot of things in life. And so I really wasn't on Taylor's side because the media portrayed her as such like a pick me girl. Like she was fighting with other female pop stars. I don't know. I thought she was annoying and I thought she was fake. I kind of forgot about her, honestly, because she sort of grew and evolved into a different person. I don't know. She was like not in the media as much anymore. And then I heard the folklore and ever more albums during COVID and I was like oh my god this speaks to like this part of my soul. If you're a haunty I feel like you would really like those albums because they're like storytelling about these archetypal it's like folklore. It literally is like folklore and so I was about to say that's a cool name for an album. Yeah and they're incredible and it's like cottagecore and magic it's just very cool like divine feminine spirit and so then I jumped on the Taylor Swift train and then she started re-recording all her old albums And so now I'm like a straight up Swifty. Like all of the lyrics she sings are just constantly going through my head like 1,000 miles an hour. And then the other day, my fiance Cody looked at me and he was like, wow, you're like really into Taylor Swift now because I was wearing the Taylor Swift concert shirt and I was watching like a Taylor Swift video and I started tearing up and he was like, what are you crying about? And I was like, I can't explain it. Like I just feel like Taylor's grown so much and I've grown so much and we've grown together. And he was just like, okay, something's wrong with me so if anyone else is a diehard swifty sound off in the comments yeah <laughs> go over to at let's get haunted and comment on the photo dump with you know what comment uh your favorite song and maybe when i'm looking through the comments on that photo dump i will pick one that has the most likes on it and i'll give it i'll give it a listen now the only exposure i really have to taylor swift and i don't have any negative opinion about her at all i just don't know much about her but i follow r slash pop culture chat on reddit so i feel like accidentally i know a lot about the drama surrounding the tour that she's on right now but i don't know anything about like Wait, her as a person or I'm her interested. music what is from a non-swifty secular point of view yeah. is, <laughs> yes because it is a religion what is the the drama surrounding the eras tour okay so i know that she was engaged to this guy. Again, this is me as a non-Swifty, so I hope this is entertaining to everyone because I probably only know 2% of the story. <laughs> she was engaged to some guy for a long time, and then she released some song that people have been decoding on r slash pop culture chat, and the song is like, I miss glittering. This is how I imagine <laughs> it to sound. <laughs> I miss glittering. Okay, I'm like literally something howling. like that. I'm yeah, howling. like and then everyone's like, you know what she's talking about? She's talking about how he was too low key, and the glittering actually refers to the the flash of the paparazzo cameras, and that that's what she misses. She misses being in the public eye. And then she was caught out with the girl squad at a dinner in New York, <laughs> and without him. And then and then they 
unfollowed him on social media. And then everyone unfollowed him. Yep. Wait, but then the rumor is that some guy named Matt Healy is now dating her from the 1975 yeah. and people think that because he's got showed up at the tour and then he drank coffee afterwards and that was a big deal apparently because there were a lot of paparazzi photos of him drinking a cup of coffee and I did not fully understand the context and then Phoebe Bridgers who's Taylor Swift's opener gave him a kiss but wait was it really a kiss and then everyone was looking for different angles and was oh. like no she definitely kissed him on the cheek not the lips and and this is a well-known thing that Phoebe Bridgers does. And I was like, who's Phoebe Bridgers? And then <laughs> um, and then they said and then Maddie Healy's uh, girlfriend posted to Twitter saying, I feel so humiliated. I was deceived. Um, he like cheated on me, essentially. She didn't say Taylor's name, but everyone's like, this is either PR, like a PR relationship just to get hype around the album because a lot of celebrities do PR relationships like Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian was right. for PR or uh, he cheated on his girlfriend with Taylor Swift who knows who was to say well towards the end that got real conspiracy that got real deep that's that's what people are saying on r slash pop culture chat but the funny thing is is that in the beginning it was just like like you know that game telephone where once someone says something and then the next person says something and by course. the time it gets to the end it's just like a totally wrong that's kind of what you sound like because the song you're referring to is called Bejeweled and she says I'll miss you but I miss sparkling and then oh, you, and yes, you were glittering. like yeah, she missed glittering <laughs> but it's the paparazzi flashes and she's been doing pap walks and right. so everyone's posting the pap walks to pop culture chat being like she never did the pap walks when she was with whatever the fuck that other guy's name is but now she's walking around and well okay so without getting too deep into this because I know absolutely nobody really gives a fuck but maybe there are a lot of people that give a fuck who knows I don't think that they were ever engaged but that was like one of the things that people weren't sure about because she wrote the lover album essentially during the time that they got together everything sounded like it was about him like he's from England and so she has a song that's like you know I love a London boy I enjoy look from someone who doesn't personally know Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift didn't come out and be like this song is about this person it's very clearly about her relationship with that guy I don't know that they were ever engaged but my personal opinion is that from her music from my point of view it sounds like she really loved him he showed her like a side of life that she never got exposed to because she would like romanticize them being on rooftops together like drinking alcohol out of plastic cups and she had this whole song talking about like all these people with expensive cars they could never do what you do for me and like she has another song that's like I love shiny things but I would marry you with paper rings which is kind of funny because She's essentially calling him broke because, like, of course, compared <laughs> to her, like, everyone's going to be broke unless you're, like, you know, literally royalty. So I I feel like she enjoyed living that quote-unquote normal life. And he was very low-key. And she kind of was like, wow, this is really cool. Like, this is how everyone else lives, like, without drama and or just chill. But then as time went on, her album started being like, I'm fucking bored. Like, I'm going to miss you, but, like, I miss being bejeweled. I 
Miss Sparkling even more. Now on her tour, she's wearing glitter outfits the entire mm-hmm. time. And she's like, I broke your heart because you were nice. You were sunshine and I was yeah. midnight rain. It's a, it's not that deep <laughs> to most people, but to somebody who like listens to all of her music and it's constantly just like echoing in my head in a million different directions, just like a psychopath in a padded room. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it's pretty deep and significant to me. Well, I think that that's what music's supposed to do, right? You're supposed to be able to listen to music and be like, whoa, this is like doing something for me, you know, on a spiritual level. I think that's what the arts are, right? So I think that that's good when you can find music or songs or artists that like speak to some sort of experience that resonates with you. I think that that's beautiful. Anyways, this has all been a roundabout way of saying that at the concert, I got this friendship bracelet someone gave me that says (laughs) dressing for revenge, which is another one of Taylor's songs. And so now I'm wearing it and I'm very proud of it. And then I was telling Alyssa like, hey, I really think we should make these cute little friendship bracelets for the haunties like wouldn't that be cute if we had like these fun yeah like little haunted charms and sayings yes and like inside jokes and stuff and and you guys tell me if you think this is a good idea or i've just ingested too much taylor swift and (laughs) i need to calm down you know it's so funny so first of all yes i agree i think that that would be super cute i love friendship bracelets i think they're very underrated they speak to a nostalgia and um childlike wonder that is good that i think we could all use a lot more of especially in such a haunted world Mm -hmm. but um looking at that bracelet i'm like dude that's literally just rave culture that's like when you would plur somebody but i love that yeah it's a plur for sure did anybody else uh ever plur and i'm not talking about just like exchanging bracelets i'm talking about like you make a peace sign and you press your peace sign fingers together and you say peace love unity respect and then you trade one of your bracelets from your wrist onto the other person's wrist and they trade a bracelet from their wrist onto your wrist and then you never see each other again. Yes. It's like a rave one night stand. <laughs> yeah, or you follow each other on Instagram and then, but nothing could ever live up to that time where you both had dilated pupils the size of your entire face and shared that magical moment that you can never get back. Yeah, it was a special time. You know, but I'm curious, uh, in all this Taylor Swift talk, what do you what do you think Bingus thinks about Taylor Swift? Because in the way that Taylor Swift has been echoing through your mind, I have literally not been able to think about anything other than Bingus. T-Bingus? So even as you were telling me, yeah, I was trying really hard to concentrate because I'm like T-Swift and then I was like T-Bingus, Bingus. And then my head's just like, bingus, 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 penis, 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 bingus. <laughs> bitch, 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 bitch. Yeah, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, the last listener stories we did, Ali and I are still not sure what happened. I think I've deduced that we got essentially Rick rolled, but with a new type of content instead of Rick Astley's never going to give you up. It's ju- it's like this hairless cat. And you know what? I'm still not sure what happened. Um, Got to listen to that episode. I kind of don't want to know what happened because the person who had emailed it to us um, left a comment on the photo dump being like oh that was me like haha um, was it a rickroll was it not a rickroll like I forget exactly what they said but it was some sort of ambiguous comment and I pinned it to the top of the photo dump but I was like I don't even want to ask because whatever is going on in my head is better than what really happened wow full circle full circle the arts like we said that's what the arts are for that's right it's for you to interpret and take what you need from it and who is more of a picasso than bingus 
You know, I think the collab of the century would be Bingus and, and T Swift. Swift. Oh my yes. God. Sorry, I just started sweating no. because I got so excited. <laughs> just because I think Taylor Swift, as we know, is a mastermind and she could like literally turn a leaf falling and getting crumpled on the ground into a hit. So Bingus, as we also know, is Bingus and could turn someone saying bitch and penis into a smash hit. And so if we just take those two talents. <laughs> Talented individuals and put them together. Who fucking knows what portals we could open together? That's right. It could be uh, the Bingus song remixed by T Swift, and she just starts going, "I love you, but I just wanna be, 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 be penis, penis, penis," and it just you know fades oh into Wait, the Bingus song. You guys, okay, I'm gonna need people right now to comment on the photo dump for this episode. What? A lyric from the T Bingus T Swift song wow. would be, and best one's gonna win, and uh, we'll pin it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh man, oh, I'm already thinking of of a million options, but I think the haunties are much more creative than anything I could come mm-hmm. up with. I would love to see uh, what you guys come up with. Also, speaking of famous people, did you see that Nick Cage is in the news? We haven't really spoken about him in a while. Wait, what's he doing now? Um, I guess he did some interview. It got posted to our subreddit and I read the or maybe I posted it to the subreddit <laughs> honestly I, well I can't be held liable for what I do at 2 a.m but I did not read the article but the headline was like Nick Cage says that his earliest memory is from inside his mother's womb and then the quote is like I could hear voices all around me in the darkness and I was like wow this is a very haunted okay on brand thing for Nick Cage to say you know what? I believe him. Somehow I believe him. <laughs> I can't question it because I I feel like Who I believe I him. Who am I to say? Yeah, who's to say? Yeah. But I it gave me a a good chuckle and then I remembered he exists and then I remembered we haven't talked about him in a while and I I made a little note in my head. I was like remember to bring up Nick Cage during mm. the intro. You know what? I feel like T. Bingus has like really stolen the spotlight from both Nick Cage and, and Liam, Liam Neeson. I know. I know it. Bingus has kind of like taken over the scene. Oh, I just thought of the lyric. It's like, I'll miss you, but I'll miss Bingus. <laughs> Best believe I'm still Bingus when I walk in the room. I can make all the Bingus, Bingus. And then it's just Bingus the hairless cat like spinning around on the big screen behind her while she's performing in front of an audience. It's just... <laughs> just spinning 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 i can't talk about taylor anymore because literally my brain is only thinking about taylor now and i like don't (laughs) know how to have a normal conversation because my brain has just been filled with taylor well luckily for you we have donors to thank and maybe that'll get us on the haunted train of thought into mm. whatever story you have for me today we would love to give a very big shout out to tiffany s Brittany f deanna p cassie o valeria r or valeria r wayne c matt t grim l jonna h chrissy d jessica s cynthia d enterix cat b vicky t wesley b mario a Kristen k camille alicia or alessia allison s pascal s hannah t malik malik the very very famous malik cassidy d jody g amber o carrie c 
Brooklyn W, Nikki S, Robin N B, Lily C, Freddie F, Lauren B, Olivia, Anthony R, Abby S, Cassie L, Giovanni P, McKenna P, Tabby J, Haley L, or Halye L, Aliyah A, Jordan D, Lindsay L, Dan M, Rachel V, Ed W, Katie S, Kelsey A, Melissa G, Kartika E, Angelo E, Emily B, Kat L, Doralee N, Joshua K, Hunter S, Alessa M, V, Ember B, Haunted, <laughs> oh sorry, Ember B, Haunted, Jenny C, Sage Faye, Christopher O, Sierra, Ariel M, Ariel M, Chase, Mark, Delilah F, Erica M, Chelsea, Brooke W, Bree Bingo H, Riley, Jordan B, Tara Lee, Dana C, Sarah L, Karina C, Thaddeus G, Sydney S, Alyssa S, Ta Jakester, Lauren I, Shane, Mary A, Rory L, Chinua, Ileana RN, Ileana RN, Jesse W, Sofa272, Halen O, Hexylvania S, Simp on 98, Ashley R, woo woo woo, Jenny B, Olivia M, Ashley W, Aya, Jasmine C, Abigail A, Tyler B, Michael R, Samantha P, Edwina, Z Sweet, Brandon R, Lisa H, Ashley K, Jelly, Jello R, Brenna M, Perry I, Perry L, Bella, Nicholas M, Elena B, Maddie V, Kevin and Mel H, Maria S, Hannah L, Ruben P, Chanel C, Justin M, Brett is in the bathtub, Jocelyn, Erica B, Charlie M, Shannon C, Lindsay S, Jessica W, Christina T, Erd Ferguson, Julissa D, Kylie M, Harvey A, Ivan L, Yvonne L, Haley A, Kathleen O, Danny, Patricia M or Patricia M, Amanda P, Jess M, Dorothy M, Brielle, Jenna S, Kinsley M, Padaka and Sonny, Miss Natty Cat, Ripley F, Zeke G, the famous Zeke G, Amanda S, Emma D, Rebecca H, Lindsay M, Cetus or Ketus, Taylor M, Anna S, Katrine R G, Alex W, Julia M, Alex P, I'm Marobiba, and Sabrina P. Woo 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 woo! Thank you guys so so much for donating to the show. It means so much to us, and we could not be doing this without you. In fact, we're barely doing it with you because we are both so often hanging on our last thread of a brain cell. So I just hope everybody knows how much we appreciate them, how much we enjoy interacting with you guys over on Patreon, and to all of our listeners, whether you donate or not, please know that we have so much love in our hearts for you. And without you, this show does not exist because a podcast without an audience would not be a podcast. It would just be Nat and I talking to each other on the phone, screaming to each other about aliens and how we're both haunted. So thank you very much for not making us do that and for instead listening to our show every single week. We so, so, so appreciate it. I really cannot stress that enough. And we love you all very much. We are having so much fun creating content for you in the Patreon. Um, I've been reading, you know, discussion threads that people have started. Mm -hmm. I posted 
last week an extra bonus content for episode 143, The Tale of Baba Yaga. Mm -hmm. And I uploaded the full uninterrupted fairy tale of Vasilisa the Beautiful. Beautiful. I also uploaded a Sims 4 Baba Yaga build that I did. That was incredible. There should be two parts out by the time that this comes. And then Nat uploaded a vlog about awakening the ancient evil within herself. (laughs) And if any of those things, no, I will not be elaborating on anything that I've mentioned. (laughs) But if any of those kind of pique your interest and make you think, hmm, maybe Mm -hmm. this is haunted in a different way, Mm -hmm. you can go to patreon.com forward slash let's get haunted. But um, one thing, Natalia, if you will allow me, I thought someone had a really good take in the Patreon on the tale of Baba Yaga. And that was Corky M kind of got me on this train of thought. I'm not going to read the whole comment. If anyone is interested, they can go to the Patreon because I don't want to plagiarize Corky. But essentially... Corky was saying, you know, I don't I don't feel like Vasilisa should be the main character of this story because she kind of doesn't really do anything if you really look mm-hmm. into it. It's the doll that does everything. And then oh. I thought to myself, wow, is this haunted doll privilege? Because it, do you just like get a leg up on the rest of the world if your mom dies tragically and leaves you a haunted doll that does your chores? Yeah, actually, I think you do. There is haunted privilege. Yeah, if it, I'm pretty sure if like a haunted doll does your bidding and separates the grain from the barley or whatever happened in that yeah. story... And then, uh, like, tells you it's all going to be fine and, like, soothes your soul. And it's something mm. that your mom left you that you didn't earn. Is that mm. haunted doll privilege? Wow. You know what? That is, like, so beyond what my brain is capable of palpating and understanding and offering commentary on. So I'm just going to say, you know what? That's an interesting thought, and I don't know what to think about it because I don't know what's right. Someone tell me what the right thought is to think about that. I can see your eyes are like sparkling, and I can tell that Taylor Swift is still dancing inside of your brain. 100%. 100%. I was showing my mom videos of Taylor Swift, and I started tearing up, and my mom's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, you know what? I just wish I was Taylor Swift. Like, I just, I wish I could make this many people happy. And then she was like, Natalia, to some people, you are Taylor Swift. She was like, one of my friends listens to the podcast and she said that she feels like she's your friend. And then I started crying even more because I was like, to think that someone thinks that I'm like Taylor Swift is just too much. I just died. Like I literally just collapsed. Shout out to Mrs. Strong, attorney at law, MD, PhD, Esquire. (laughs) You a real one. Okay, wait. Last thing I'm going to say before we start the episode. So in the last intro, I believe I told the story about the person that that dumb drunk guy that like wrote on the whiteboard or whatever at my work. Right. Yeah. Horrifying, mm-hmm. terrible thing happened. W- way worse than that incident, which is I found out that the people I work with listen to this podcast. How did they even know you have a podcast? Because I tell people sometimes when I want to seem cool that I have a podcast. Can you blame me? Can you fucking blame me? Can you? I can't yes. blame you at all. I, I have worked very hard for hopefully nobody at work to ever know that I have this podcast because I want to be able to continue to talk right. shit about random stuff that happens. Right. But but wait, so what, what happened? My son's birthday party was yesterday. So someone who works with me at the bar came to the birthday party and was like, hey, 
that drunk dude that's a regular was like, do I need to apologize to Natalia? And then I interrupted him. I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, it's over. It's not that big of a deal. Like, essentially just trying to shut the conversation down because I was like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Um, And then he goes, well, it sounded like a big deal on your podcast. And I was like, oh, I can't be here right now. I need to disappear. Oh, no. I'm gone. Yeah, basically, I quit that job now, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he should apologize, but he should apologize by going to therapy and taking classes on how to be a better person. And sir, if you're listening to this right now, that is your problem. Clearly, you felt guilty enough to seek out um, and see if we were discussing your unacceptable behavior. And the answer is yes, we are discussing it. And the verdict is in and you suck and you need to go to therapy and listen to some Taylor Swift and T. Bingus. And then, and then it's fine. And then you can come back from it, you know? You can't put a price on an apology, but you kind of can. Because what I need you to do, <laughs> sir, is go to a website. It is a French bridal maker. And there is a bridal on there that I believe comes out to with tax around $783. And I believe if you were to purchase that for me, it would right every wrong that you have done to me and my coworkers. Thank you, sir. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Natalia, are you ready to get into this week's episode? I am. All right, guys. In an effort to be completely transparent, this is the absolute worst episode I've ever done. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I just suggest that you stop and just pick another episode because normally on let's get haunted we present like really well researched topics that are like really thoughtfully presented um but this is not one of those episodes this is literally just a mashup of clickbait articles that i've repurposed but i will say that most of the sources i used were super viral i feel like they had more streams or more clicks or more comments that we have on this entire podcast so part of me is like like is this the kind of content that we need to do like this person just uploaded the worst fucking youtube video ever and they have more (laughs) subs than we will ever have to anything we've ever made in our entire life so perhaps instead of hating i should just do what everyone else does in this industry and just like copy pasta the least accurate information i've ever read and and turn it into content you know i'm on board i feel like in order to bring in new listeners we've got to have a few batshit topics that maybe don't have the ability to be as well researched as some of like the hauntings or cia projects or like weird alien shit that we've covered but nevertheless clearly it's important enough for a lot of people to be having um, some sort of online discourse about it. Right. I am calling this type of content mid-NPC bot content. (laughs) And so if you liked this episode, I will be sure to make more mid-NPC bot content for you to fucking devour. Love it. So this episode is basically going to be about some of the most talked about places on Google Maps that are blurred or blacked out. Okay. All right. That's interesting interesting to me. Okay, cool. Good. So you're on board so far. Just to let everyone know, this is not a full comprehensive list. We do not have time to talk about every single place that is blurred or blacked out on Google Earth. No, that would be impossible. Yes, there's an entire globe out there. I don't have time to cover all of it. So I've chosen some things that I felt like were very easy to talk about because there was lots of existing information about these places that I could just 
talk about because I I'm unable at this moment to take satellite imaging of the earth myself so I don't <laughs> have all of the answers and from this list I've left out places that are military bases that are blacked out because to me that just seems like it's not that surprising that yeah there, it would be blocked out but there are some places on this list that are blacked out on Google Maps that make absolutely no sense at all to be blacked out and so those are the places that I felt like even though there's not a lot of information on this I'm still going to include them in the list I just basically picked things that I thought were interesting to talk about so who the fuck knows there's really not a lot of information on why these places are blacked out which is why some people think that they're trying to hide something from us Uh oh 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 it's gonna be a conspiracy episode oh I like that okay yeah so Allie I believe we've talked about this in an episode before but perhaps some of our listeners haven't heard of it do you remember Sandy Island no I don't I thought you talked about this did I just imagine that I don't think so but also, maybe, I mean, my brain has been atrophying for the, <laughs> ever since uh, 2019, so I'm not sure. Okay, I'm going to send you something in the chat right now. Okay. And you could just take a little gander. So Natalia is showing me a screen cap of what appears to be a Google Earth image. And it's basically a lot of blue ocean. And then in the middle, there's just, yeah, it looks like it's just totally blacked out, like blurred out. Like you can't even see what is in the middle of this like body of water. Yes. So according to the legend, the island, Sandy Island, was first charted by Captain Cook oh. in 1774 in New Caledonia, South Pacific. It was visible for several years. It was even visible on Google Maps as recent as November of 2012, but now it's been blurred out. And some people think that perhaps the island is actually underwater and that's why it's blurred out. Where other people think that perhaps there's secret UFO meetings that go on there or there's a secret base that's located there that's being obscured for our vision to protect the location. So that sounds pretty fucking haunted. So in 2012, some scientists were like, we can't stand fun things existing. So we're going to go investigate this and prove everyone wrong and, and come up with a scientific reason that this is this area is blurred out on the maps because we cannot stand the unknown. <laughs> so in 2012, scientists from Australia were making a survey of tectonic evolution of the Coral Sea. They were on this Australian research vessel, which was called the Southern Surveyor. But weirdly enough, they were unable to find Sandy Island. So they showed up to the latitude and the longitude or however the fuck you travel by boat and it just wasn't there. The researchers, quote, found no landmass in the presumed position of Sandy Island, what? end quote. They even tested the depth of the water because they were like, well, maybe this is just a landmass that's like somehow goes underwater when the sea is more full. Again, I don't know how a scientist <laughs> thinks, but that's what they decided to do. And so they tested the depth of water and it was over 1400 meters deep, which is like a little less than a mile deep. So that is so deep that even if the tides were changing the water, it would not reveal land that was 1400 meters 
undersea. Oh. I'm going to show you this video now of these scientists talking about okay, this. I'm so excited. click on this link that I am sending. That's really interesting. So yeah, because the screenshot that you showed me, it definitely looks like there's something there that's been blurred out. And if nothing is there, why would you ever need to blur it out? So I don't know. That's interesting. Right. Like, wouldn't it just be ocean? Like, why would a random part of that's the ocean right. be blurred? Yeah, I know. Now my interest is peaked. So Nat just sent me a link. It is a YouTube video. If you'd like to watch a clip from this video, you can go to at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram, where we post all of the key images from every episode. This is posted from a YouTube channel called Point, and the name of the video is Mysterious Sandy Island Disappears Off the Map Truth Loader. Truth Loader! Oh, I'm going to learn some truth today. When we actually went in there with our instruments and recorded the seafloor, we actually found depths much, much greater than you would expect of an island. So there was no island at all. It's completely possible that it was a human error in digitizing these maps at some stage, and it's just entered the databases once, and it's stuck around inside the databases because no scientific vessels have actually been uh, in that region for a very, very long time. It's a very poorly explored part of the world, like much of our oceans, unfortunately. So it was a great opportunity for us to actually update the maps, update the data, and get a better understanding of the whole region. Oh, this is sweet. Hold on, I'm gonna pause the video. This um, scientist that's being interviewed, he's basically saying like, hey, we went to this location, we measured, and it's actually way too deep to have a disappearing island. Um, but the reason why I paused here is because he looks so nervous to be interviewed for this video. And it's very endearing. He's like, um, yeah, like his eyes are darting around. He's like, so uh, it's uh, almost a mile deep. Like, it's very sweet, sir. You look like a national treasure to me. What if like the CIA is behind the camera with like a gun pointed to his face and it's like, hey, fucking scientist, say some science shit about why this place is fucking blacked out and yeah. do it now. <laughs> And that's why he's nervous. I mean, it could be. Yeah, maybe he learned a secret. Maybe they went there. Wait, okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to get back on track, guys. I will hit play again on this video. But what if they <laughs> went there and they saw something they weren't supposed to see? And so, yeah, you're right. And that's why he's so nervous mm -hmm. because he's like, um, trying to remember my lines. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a gun to my head. <laughs> Wait, why does he sound like Elmo? I don't know. I feel like, okay, have you guys seen? He's actually an alien and he's trying to sound human. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let you guys in on a little inside joke I have with myself. I watched a show once. I don't know if it was Netflix or Hulu. I've not been able to get this woman out of my mind who was interviewed. It was a documentary about Jodi Arias. And Who's that? You can cut this out if it's too controversial. I don't think it will be. Jodi Arias is the uh, crazy lady who was like kind of hot. And so the media went went like wild about her when she murdered her boyfriend. And her boyfriend was like a very Mormon guy from Utah who um, was like not allowed to have sex before marriage, but then started having sex with her and then was like kind of a playboy, but was like, you're not wife material because you've already, you're not a virgin. 
and you're not like Mormon enough for me. That would send me Look, over it's the a edge. complicated story, but the point that I'm making here is <laughs> there was a documentary that I saw a number of years ago, maybe 2 years ago, maybe 3, I don't know. And there was this lady being interviewed and I think about her every day of my life and I'm not exaggerating and her voice literally sounded like that. She's talking about like I was at the trial and they showed the pictures of Tony Arias's butthole. It was triple X rated. <laughs> Wait, what? Did you just say they showed a video of someone's butthole? <laughs> I'm literally crying. If you guys have seen this documentary, please weigh in. In the comments, there was just this lady being interviewed about the true crime story of Jody Arias. It was like a very salacious trial because she had like nudes that were relevant in the case because they were taking pictures of oh. each other in the shower and then she murdered him. And like part of it is on like she took photos of him like dead in the shower and then tried to and then threw oh, the digital ew. camera in the washing machine and ran it thinking that like nobody would be able to find these pictures. But like newsflash, if you take a picture of it or a video of it, it's pro it's going to be found at some point. And so anyway, I guess mm -hmm. there were like pictures of her butthole apparently that were shown in court. And this lady with Kermit the Frog's voice was like, it was true. Triple X rated. Like I think about her every fucking day, and I I love this woman. I don't know who she is. I don't even know if she's still alive. And I want her. If she, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, please leave a comment in the photo dump. But anyway, this guy being interviewed to bring it back around to this video. This guy being interviewed is giving me very much like nervous, excited energy of someone that just saw Jody Arias's butthole in court. So now I'm gonna hit play. <laughs> And we're going to keep watching this video. Yeah, this man definitely has a gun to his head. The person behind the camera is like, tell them that the island doesn't exist. Okay, so I just finished watching the video. Sir, if this guy's still alive, reach out to us. Let us know if you were threatened. Um, I'll take you out to a nice clam chowder dinner and you can tell me all about it. Um, he was very sweet and scared looking and I would like to just, yeah, give him a ring pop or something. I don't know. He looks like he needs help. Right. So this guy was basically saying, well, it's possible that there was some sort of error that was made um, way back in the day. Somebody, you know, made a map and incorrectly said that there was an island here because we didn't used to be that great at like navigating the globe. For example, Christopher Columbus. Columbus thought he was in India when he landed in North America, right? There's all these errors on maps. And mm -hmm. so maybe somebody thought there was an island there, but then once satellite imaging was developed and Google Earth was developed, we kind of realized there is no map there, but perhaps Google Earth overlays like hand-drawn maps <clears throat> with what they see mm -hmm. in, in their images. And so maybe because there was nothing there, it just shows up as like a big black blob because they thought something should be there. Sounds pretty suspicious right. to me. Right. Like, um, I can use Microsoft Paint, which has like the technology of two cups tied together with string being used mm -hmm. as a telephone. And I can use an eraser to erase mistakes. So you're telling me that the Jugel Earth satellite imagery cannot work? Google, yeah. Yes, sir. Hard pass on your theory. That man's been threatened. He's just trying to protect his family. I understand. There's this woman. She was from the University of Sydney. Her name's Maria Satan. She is a scientist. She says, quote, we wanted to check it out because the navigation charts on board the ship showed a water depth of 1,400 meters, which is very deep. 
it's on Google Earth and other maps. So we went to check and there was no island, end quote. According to another article I read for GIM International, the whole ghost island phenomena is actually just a bunch of hogwash anyways, because, quote, in 1979, to put an end to the many doubts surrounding the existence of Sandy Island, Shome, which we've talked about before, commissioned several aerial reconnaissance missions with a maritime patrol aircraft called Neptune P-2H of the Naval Air Force in New Caledonia, and they concluded that the island just didn't exist. It was deleted from nautical publications via a notice to mariners in March of 1979, end quote. So Sandy Island was apparently reported by this whaling ship in 1876, or was it a different time? There's like a bunch of other articles that say it was from another time period, who the fuck knows? But it just could have been a mistake in general, because apparently, according to what I read, 19th century, like, maritime charting is not very accurate. Like, positioning at sea was mm. was really probable to actually be in accurate and the whole sandy island could have just been an island that doesn't exist but then they charted the island in the wrong place or it was just a fucking mistake essentially so the presumed position of sandy island is really close to this place that we know exists called the bampton reefs so we know there's stuff in the area that does exist some people think that perhaps sandy island could have just been debris floating on the water that was mistook landmass because there is an underwater oh. volcano at that position so it could have been that there was like floating volcanic residue mm. at the time of charting but what really grinds people's gears is that sandy island has been seen over the years by people in the area and there's no official explanation what? as to why there's only theories right like we're only like well it's a mistake or like people are stupid or like perhaps it's a bunch of whales tied together <laughs> fucking and then they saw it and thought that it was an island so there's a bunch of theories as to what it is actually i don't know if that last one is a theory i just made it up but there's a bunch of theories as to what it is but some of the paranormal theories are that perhaps sandy island is literally a ghost island which to me is fucking terrifying to think like like what if what if you're shipwrecked and you land on a ghost island like where does that leave you i love that it's the goat like the ghost of an island or an island created by a ghost i think it's it could be both like what it okay we've talked about like make earth pangea again what did we talk about on this podcast uh make dinosaur Make Pangea dinosaur again. Right, right. We've talked about make Pangea dinosaur again. What if from the same era, the same timeline, there is perhaps a small landmass known as Sandy mm. Island that perhaps was this underwater volcano when it was above water during the time of dinosaur and Pangea? And what if it's mm. just like, you know, super triggered about Pangea not being dinosaur anymore and so it just shows up like and it's just made out of like the rage of Pangea and sometimes people see it because Pangea is like triggered by scientists because it's like oh you're saying that you can't prove the existence of things that were just because you don't have scientific data here's some fucking scientific data I'm a ghost island <laughs> okay I have a lot of thoughts about this that's actually very intriguing because so okay let's say that it is the ghost of an island. To your point, it could be that there was an ancient landmass there mm -hmm. at the time of the dinosaurs that is no longer there, but its ghost still remains. I've actually never thought about that before, like the ghost of a previous structure right. or a previous island in this case. Or it could be something created by ghosts. Maybe, for example, when ghosts die and their souls become trapped, 
um, on Earth. Mm -hmm. Maybe they are like relegated to water. Maybe. And that's why we have so many hauntings and weird phenomena that happen around water. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not that there are UFOs living in our oceans. Maybe (gasps) it's that ghosts are confined to bodies of water, whatever is the nearest body of water to where they died. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of those ghosts have constructed various settlements around the oceans and lakes of our universe, of our world. Okay, third idea. What if it's a thought form, which we talked about during the rake episode? Maybe so many people wanted to see an island there that now there just sometimes is. Right. Well, that's incredible. I mean, there's literally, we could come up with a million reasons as to why Sandy Island does we should. or doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. And so some other reasons, which we're not going to go too deep into because I have other stupid stuff to talk about, is uh, that it is perhaps an alien base or a top secret military base that's Ooh. being concealed. Do your own research and you will find out the answers to that. Or you might not. Who's to say? Does anybody have a sailboat? Um, that listens to this episode. Can you sail out there, take pictures, live stream also? I would like you to live stream. Maybe get Starlink and start live streaming your sailing journey Mm -hmm. to Cook Island. I would like that. That would be nice for me. Yeah, I feel like that could be more mid-NPC bot content that we could all devour. That dude definitely looked scared, and that's all I'm going to say. The guy giving that interview looked like he was really worried about saying the wrong thing. Now, as a podcaster, I can sympathize because sometimes when you're giving an interview or a soundbite to a third party, you're like kind of overthinking it. Right. So maybe he was just thinking to himself, oh, I know my scientist friends are going to see this and my employer is going to see this. And if I say something non-scientific or accidentally slip up, Reddit's going to like jump all over me and accuse me of not being a real scientist. So it could have been that type of fear behind this man's eyes. But there was fear there. It could end up that someone brings you up on a podcast and talks about how it was hilarious that you were traumatized by seeing someone's butthole in a murder case. (laughs) So he has no idea what that soundbite is going to be used for or how long it'll live on (laughs) that's so true this is probably that man's worst nightmare (laughs) there's just some random woman on the internet talking about jody arias's butthole and kermit the frog (laughs) next to a scientific soundbite of like the culmination of the research of his career thank you sir the next thing we're going to talk about is cantega mountain Have you heard of this? No, but that's an interesting name. I would like to know the history about it. So Cantega Mountain is in Nepal. And as we know, Nepal is home to some of the tallest summits in the world, including the famous Mount Everest, which we discussed on Let's Get Haunted in episode 28. But today we're looking over to an area in Nepal known as being a UFO hotspot or UAP hotspot. Cantega, Nepal is home to Cantega Peak, which is otherwise known as the Snow Saddle for the way that the mountain rises from the surrounding viewpoints. And I fucking swear to God, I thought you showed me this before. You don't remember showing this to me? No, absolutely not. I don't think I've ever covered a story in Nepal. Am I wrong? Somebody who is more organized than I am who listens to this show. Doesn't exist. (laughs) uh, Well, again, I feel like my brain atrophies more and more every year, which I think is called the aging process. But if somebody remembers me talking about something in Nepal, 
please leave a comment on the photo dump for this episode and tell me what episode it was because I surely do not remember mentioning anything about Nepal. I have a cousin from Nepal and I feel like that is something I would have mentioned if I ever covered Nepal. Okay, so Natalia it has sent me a photo that you guys can see at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram. And it is a snowy, craggy mountaintop that has beautiful white fluffy clouds and a blue sky behind it, but also is sprinkled with some beautiful white snow. And the mountains themselves are kind of this like grayish blue brown. It's very beautiful. But it's tall, right? Like it's a big ass mountain. Yeah. I mean, I there's no banana for scale, but yes, it does seem tall. <laughs> does that look like a place that you could just casually visit to like investigate and see what's there? No, absolutely not. I would die. I, I would die. Yeah. Like literally you might die. You need die. oxygen. Yeah. I think you would need some sort of oxygen or altitude sickness training, like acclimatization before you tried to traverse this path. The way that this mountain rises out of the earth is they call it the snow saddle because it's it's such a high elevation peak that it has snow all on it like you just discussed, but the surrounding area just looks like the rest of Nepal. So you could be underneath the shade of a tree in like, you know, 75 degree weather and then looking at the top of a mountain that's covered in snow, like in your field of view, just because the elevation change is so high. So it's called the snow saddle. This mountain is a major summit in the Himalayas, and it was first ascended in 1963. The summit of the peak rises to 22,251 feet. So for comparison, Mount Everest rises up to 29,032 feet. So it's it's like close to Mount Everest, obviously not as high as Mount Everest, but it's close. And so the death zone, like the place where you start needing oxygen because like oh, there's not enough oxygen for humans who aren't acclimatized to like survive up there, that starts at 26 thousand feet so it's just a little bit higher than Cantega Peak but Cantega Peak is still super far up in the sky if you were to just go bounce 22,000 feet up into the air right now you would die of fright oh my god that is horrifying that is a UFO abduction <laughs> you know that's really interesting okay when people get abducted and are sucked into the sky I know usually the stories are like, oh, the UFO was low enough to where I could see this being piloting it or this beam coming out of it. But what if there was a UFO really high in the sky, like higher than Mount Everest, and all of a sudden someone just got sucked up? Like, you know, at the bank when you go through the drive through and there are those tubes yeah. that like you can put your card and ID into and then the tube sucks it up into the bank. What if what if that happened? during abductions. I feel like you would literally die because fighter pilots that go that fast have to wear like special suits that are pressurized like compression suits to keep the blood in their head so they don't just pass out. But oh I guess maybe God. the aliens don't give a fuck. They're like, well, the blood all went to their foot, but like it doesn't really matter. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Let's study this more. Let's suck up three more people and see if their blood also goes to their feet or if it was a fluke. Kintega Nepal is a paranormal hotspot. There have been numerous sightings of strange orbs and flying saucers that have been witnessed in this area. But what makes these sightings unique to the area is that witnesses claim they've seen this strange phenomena emerging from underground locations. Now, 
that by itself is weird. But when we pair that information with the fact that the peak of the highest mountain in Cantega is blacked out in Google what? satellite images, we have the foundation for a conspiracy theory about an alien base being located on the mountain. Ali, I'm going to show you some footage here of this blacked out area to make it easier for you to understand. But you guys at home can actually search the coordinates of the mountain and see the area for yourself with the coordinates on Google Earth. 27 degrees 47 dash 43 dot 40 north and 86 degrees 49 dash 6.40 east have no fucking idea if that's how you relay coordinate information but i thought that might be a nice touch to make it sound more scientific it's just a bunch of numbers and like symbols that i don't understand guys so I'm going to show you footage of the hole. And I'm going to take this opportunity to say post hole on Maine. <laughs> post Jody Arias' butthole on Maine. Okay, I'm clicking this link. Ooh, okay, guys. All right, sorry. I got really excited. So Natalia sent me a time-stamped video link. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but yeah. it's time-stamped at 54 seconds. It is called Enorme Mancha Negra en una Montaña Google Earth by yep. Mexico Geek, which means a large black stain on a mountain google earth and let me click play i mean i'm i can already kind of see what it is but i'm going to click play wow that's that's actually extremely interesting so yeah the highest peak on this mountain is just a giant black stain exactly as the person who uploaded this video describes and it just looks like a giant circle was cut out of a photo if that right. makes sense. Like imagine you took a photo, an aerial shot of a mountain, and then when you printed it, you just like exacto knifed out a kind of oval uh -huh. at the highest peak, and then you stuck it on a scanner and made a scan of it. So that part is just absent. It's just like a black nothing, like absence of photo. Yes, that's a perfect way to describe it. A void, one might say. A void, yes. Enter the void. This is an alleged secret UFO base, which was discovered on YouTube by this alien and UFO hunter called Mexico Geek, who uploaded the evidence to YouTube on January 28th of 2016. And since Mexico Geek had discovered the entrance or publicized his discovery of the entrance, other YouTube UFO hunters such as Secure Team 10 and Finding UFO have also uploaded images to their YouTube channels. And those images together have sparked this really lively discussion and heated debate on UFO forums over the past decade, essentially. Some people say that this is a whole. Other people say that it's a holographic covering that only certain aircraft or UFOs can make their way through the holographic covering. And haters will say that it's just a shadow that's formed by the peak that glitches the satellite imaging AI, mm. but we're not going to listen to the haters, are yeah, we? Yeah, I don't believe it. I said, mm, like I was interested, but really I was just ready to be like, no. Now I'm going to show you another video. So this video, as Natalia said, is uploaded to YouTube by Secure Team 10. It is titled Secret Underground Base Entrance Blacked Out on Nepal Mountain? Question mark. And it is a screen recording of somebody navigating through Google satellite images to show us the top of this peak. So I'm, yeah, so it's showing the exact same image. 
it's blacked out and now the person is sort of moving around this map with their cursor let's see and they're going through they're sliding through the years so the google images date back to the year 2000 mm -hmm. and are current for this area up until 2015 it looks like so this person is just sort of flipping through the timeline to see when the blackout occurs and they're still going we're in 2014 now oh there it is so as of July 6th, 2015, this area is blacked out, whereas previously it was not blacked out. That's pretty interesting. Why the reason for the blackout? Yeah, that's that's what I was having you go to that video to look at, because that's what people are saying is like, you know, if this has just been blacked out forever with the satellite imaging, it would make sense that, oh, this is like just a, 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 a dark spot on the mountain that's concealed by this peak shadow and it's tricking the AI that does the satellite imaging. But then how come it existed before? And like we could see it before, like wouldn't the AI satellite imaging just use the images that it had from like previous years yeah. and someone who knows more about AI than I do might say oh well that's because the AI tries to take current imaging and this is not a current image and I say shut the fuck up because <laughs> I don't well, have I, any response to that I'm feeling kind of uneducated because I don't I don't think I knew that AI was even in the equation with Google satellite images I just assumed that Google uploads what they're seeing minus like, I know that, for example, if, if you don't want your house to show up on Google Maps, mm -hmm. which is different than Google satellite images, but if you don't want your house to show up on Google Maps, you can just tell Google, hey, block out these coordinates and they will. But it's blurred. It's not like a giant black blob. Right. They'll just blur it. Um, sort of like how they blur faces on Street View. Right. So. I don't I I didn't even realize that AI was involved in any of this, um, which just goes to show maybe how uneducated I am. But I also find it hard to believe that an AI would just randomly have a black stain. Yeah, I mean, I saw this one thing on Quora where someone asked like, oh, like, why is it like this? And someone responded that, well, um, because the way that like Google Earth images works is that it has like um, the base of it is like the Terra like system or terraforming or whatever you want to call that like it, it'll so it'll overlay like a 3d map of what we know the earth oh. has and then it'll the satellite will take images and overlay on top of that oh. like uh, base or whatever to give the 3d effect and so if it doesn't have an image that sh like w lands okay. perfectly in one of those spots it will be a hole but i also think that just sounds like a perfect cover-up because as we've seen it's there wasn't just a hole a few years ago so yeah I choose to not believe it and I don't need to justify myself because I'm having fun right perfect response so the deeper conspiracy is that according to the deeper conspiracy the part of the snow saddle that is blacked out on Google Earth is actually part of this remote and inaccessible area known as the Kongala Pass and Ladakh Lazai, and it meets up with this other area called Oksai Chin Lake area. Ali, have you ever heard of Oksai Chin Lake? No, definitely not. I would remember a name like that. Well, you should because apparently this shit is haunted as fuck. What? So Oksai Chin Lake is about 70 miles from Kongala Pass which is an even more inaccessible and therefore mysterious area that's near Cantega Peak. So in layman's term, this whole mountain is essentially connected to this area known as 
Oxai Chin. And it's really hard for me to find easily digestible info on this area because it's like a really actively disputed border between India and China and Tibet and all of the mm. other areas that are up in there. And everyone's basically like, no, we own this area. And then another's like, no, we own this area. And then some people are like, well, that area doesn't even exist because we don't even think you're a real country. So like, how are you even talking to me right now? You don't exist. <laughs> um, and so and it's a tale like, as old as time. Yeah, so it's, like, really hard to just find information that I know isn't just, like, like political propaganda. Right. So um, I'm just going to acknowledge that there's a layer of bias to what I'm about to tell everyone, depending on what side of the dispute you are. I did my best to try and filter out politics so that we could focus on a different kind of haunted stuff because as we know, politics are very haunted, but I'm more interested in like ghosts and UFOs. So according to Wikipedia, quote, Oxai Chin Lake is an endoric lake in the disputed region of Oxai Chin. The plateau is administered by China, but it's also claimed by India. Its Tibetan name is Amtogor Lake, which means, quote, encounter with a round object what? in the 1950s wait sorry that sounds like a ufo okay sorry go ahead doesn't it like a ufo or a meteor or or something that's not supposed to be there because if it was just already there it would just be called like next to round object lake or like round object lake but it's not it's called encounter with a round object suggesting that the round object hasn't always been there right yeah yeah Yeah, no, I think it's a UFO. I think it's a disc. In the 1950s, India collected salt from this lake and two other lakes in Oxide Chin to study the economic feasibility of potentially salt mining operations there. The lake was the only lake that was deemed economically viable. So that's what Wikipedia has to say about the area. And that's all Wikipedia literally says, which to me is really sus because like even an area like area 51 which we're supposedly not supposed to know anything about we'll have more information than that about it so i sent you a picture in your chat of the lake if you want to describe what it looks like to everybody so natalia sent me a non-blacked out version of what this lake looks like and there is no not really any snow around it i guess there's a couple patches so i'm assuming this is like in springtime or summertime, but there is a very beautiful sort of bluish green lake. It almost looks like a stereotypical lagoon and it has like darker swirls of emerald green fanning out into a lighter blue green. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's very pretty. And I don't know if you can tell there, but where the dark, like the darkest spot on that lake looks like it's kind of like a hole, right? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, if you zoom in on this image that you can find at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram, there does appear to be in that darker swirl of emerald green that I was talking about. If you really zoom in, it kind of does look like there's some sort of drop-off point, and yeah. that's why it's looking darker, almost right. like, um, I don't know, An maybe entry. like a cave system or a cavern yeah. of some type. Yeah, it really just depends on what your definition of a hole is. But for our purposes of this podcast, we're going to say that a hole is just any area that is deeper than the surface. So apparently, according to that, this lake has a huge black hole at the bottom that is believed to be the entrance to an underground alien or secret military base. And the area is notorious for strange, eerie, mysterious activity. It's believed that there's a UFO base that's in the area somewhere or some sort of top secret military facility for alien UFO reviews 
reverse engineering research projects, kind of like how Americans think of uh, Area 51. And further inflaming the conspiracy is that troops from China and India are regularly deployed to this area because they're disputing the border. So demonstrating the significance of this area is that people are fucking fighting Fighting over it. Fighting over it. Right? Apparently, according to the Herald, which could be propaganda media, who the fuck knows, uh, it says that China sent troops to guard this area due to unease that India has the intent to take back control of the region. And I sent you a picture. You can see there's troops deployed there in the wintertime, if you want to describe that picture. Yeah. So Natalia sent me a photo that looks like it was taken in modern times. I want you to imagine two very large snow-capped mountains, and then it looks like a snow plow just went straight through and cut this muddy road into the ice. So there's these very tall, like, ice ditches on either side or ice walls on either side, snow walls. But then, yeah, there's just dudes in camo looking like they're ready to fuck shit up holding large yeah. guns and I'm not educated enough to know what type of guns they are. It looks they like Call of Duty. On. Yeah, it looks like Call of Duty. Which it really is based does. on then, real life. So Yeah. <laughs> and then on other side, there are these large colorful flags that are blue, red, and yellow. Very interesting. I just sent you an article that I'm just going to have you read because, like I said, I'm not sure if this is propaganda, but it made mention of a lot of haunted stuff in it. So uh, instead of us trying to, like, come up with our own words to describe what might be, like, problematic political propaganda, I'm just going to read this and so people know that these aren't our opinions. So if you click that article I sent you, it's from mysteryofindia.com and it says secret alien base on Himalaya and you can start from the second paragraph. Sure. Quote, The area is one of the least accessed areas in the world, and by agreement, the two countries do not patrol this part of the border. According to many tourists, Buddhist monks and the local people of Ladakh, the Indian army, and the Chinese military maintain the line of control. But there is something much more serious happening in this area. According to the locals on the Indian and Chinese sides, this is where UFOs are seen coming out of the ground on a regular basis. Many people think that there are UFO underground bases in this region, and both the Indian and the Chinese government know this very well. Recently, some Hindu pilgrims on their way to Mount Kailash from the Western Pass came across strange lights in the sky. The local guides while in the Chinese territory told them that this was nothing new and is a normal phenomenon from Kanga Pass area, the tensed border region between India and China. This strange lighted triangular silent crafts show up from underground and moves almost vertically up. Some of the adventurous pilgrims wanted to look into the site. They were first turned back by the Chinese guard posts as they were refused entry from the Chinese side. When they tried to approach the site from the Indian side, the Indian border patrol also turned them down in spite of their permit to travel between the two countries. Locals on both sides of the border believe there is an underground UFO base in this region with the knowledge of both countries. Local guides say this is not something new and it is a very common sight in Conga Law Pass. This theory is given credence by the fact that in June of 2006, satellite imagery on Google Earth revealed a 1 to 500 scale detailed terrain model of the area in question 
on the Chinese side of the border. This model was surrounded by buildings resembling a military facility. Aksai Chin is a region where Eurasian and Indian plates have created convergent plate boundaries where one plate divides under the other and thus it is one of the few areas in the world where the depth of crust is twice as much as in mm -hmm. other places. According yeah. to them, the extraterrestrial presence is well known and is in deep in the ground. They believe neither the Indian or Chinese governments do not want to expose the fact for some reason. When they bring up this matter to local governments, they are yeah. told to keep quiet and forget the same. Some years ago, American and Nepalese authorities have recovered the bodies of six alien ships from an ice pack near the summit of a Himalayan mountain peak. A UFO expert, Dr. John Malley, made the discovery with his team from the UN Panel on Extraterrestrials. Dr. Malley charges that the government of both countries are conspiring to keep the discovery secret for fear of causing a global panic if all the facts are made public. The remains were encased in ice, so there was little to no decomposition. The bodies could be as old as 10,000 years. Recently, an Indian archaeologist found some 10,000 years old alien painting in a cave near Indian city Chhattisgarh, which may serve as evidence that Earth was once visited by an ancient alien civilization. Yeah. Wow. So that article is fucking crazy. And obviously then I was like, okay, now I have to know about the 10,000-year-old alien cave paintings. So I just sent you a yeah, link. Yeah, what the fuck? I just sent you a link um, about that. You can kind of scroll through and look at the pictures. But essentially, if you guys want to see these pictures, you can go to the Let's Get Haunted Instagram. Now, both of these articles are written by this mysteryofindia.com. Like I said, don't know if this is propaganda. Don't know if this is like a problematic website. But they're saying some really fucking interesting shit. So I decided to tell you guys about <laughs> it. So basically what happened is there was this archaeologist and they found these cave paintings that they literally look like aliens and UFOs. The archaeologist yeah, who was like in charge who found these said that the paintings d depict these aliens that look like the aliens that are shown in both Hollywood and Bollywood and says that like, yeah, these are ancient aliens and this is proof towards it. Bagat, which is the archaeologist, says, quote, the findings suggest that the humans in prehistoric times may have seen or imagined beings from other planets, which still create curiosity among people and researchers. Extensive research is needed for further findings and they presently don't have any expert who can give more clarity on the subject. The caves, the, the thing that I think is fucking crazy about this, so anyone who's familiar with more Indian culture, let us know if you've heard about this, but they're called the Rohela people. So they're translated as the small sized mm. ones. There's this like local story that people in this area where these cave paintings were found talk about the Rohela people, which are the small sized ones. And they said that these people came from the sky oh. in these round flying objects and they took people away and then they were oh, never seen cool again. Oh, that's cool as fuck. So in the lore, these are aliens. Yes. And there are locals who worship these cave paintings. And there's so many like local legends that are about essentially what I just talked about, which sounds a lot like Western yeah. UFO culture, right? Like, like, like extraterrestrials coming from the sky in round objects Definitely. and abducting people. That's what I'm hearing. Bagot continues, quote, the paintings are done in natural colors that have hardly faded despite the years. The strangely carved figures are seen holding weapon-like objects and do not have clear features. Specifically, the nose and mouth are missing. In a few pictures, they are even shown wearing spacesuits. The fan-like antenna and three legs of vehicles stand clearly and they show a similarity to a UFO type of craft. End quote. 
you guys got to see these pictures. They're fucking crazy. Could be UFOs. Could be not UFOs. Who knows what it is? I'm saying if it's UFOs. I'm saying yeah. it's UFOs. I believe Mr. I like that cop. because <laughs> if in the local legend, like the people at the time were like, hey, these people came down from heaven in a circular craft from the sky and then took some of our people and then rose back up into the sky like if that's what the people at the time were saying i feel like a lot of the time with ancient alien theories it'll be like we in modern times think that back then there were aliens but there's not a lot of evidence for it but it sounds like the local you know writings at the time or oral tradition of the time have passed down this idea of people coming from the sky taking people and ascending again and so that's really interesting to me so this area oxide chin is like has all this ufo sightings and it's this heavily disputed area with lots of military stuff going on and there's lots of like you know hush hush stories that are told and then between both sides of the military forces but then there's also the local legends that are like this area has been known to ufos um and there's supposedly these like cave paintings that are over ten thousand years old that depict what looks like fucking aliens that's crazy and then in 2004 there were several ufo sightings that were in northern india by hundreds of indian soldiers and military personnel witnesses saw yellow spheres floating in the sky. This obviously hit the news cycle really quickly, and India Today ran this article that read, quote, UFO sightings in Ladakh spook soldiers, end quote. So in 2004, both units of the Indian Army and the Indo-Tibetan Border Police Force, which is known as the ITBP, reported unidentified flying objects in the Ladakh region of Jammu and Kashmir. And ITBP reported more than 100 sightings of luminous objects between October 1st and October 15th that same year in 2004. And reports sent to the Delhi headquarters and to the prime minister's office, quote, unidentified luminous objects, end quote, were seen at both the day and the night. There were yellow glowing spheres that lifted off from the horizon on Chinese territory and they floated across the sky for like three to five hours before vanishing or leaving the field of view. There were some photos that were taken by the ITBP of the floating spheres and they were analyzed. Oh, show me. I'm about to show you. They were analyzed by army officials who were able to verify that the objects weren't unmanned aerial vehicles or UAVs and they were not drones and they were not low earth orbiting satellites. So I'm going to show you a picture of this. I'm trying to find it. I love alien stuff as everybody should know by now. And I also, something that I've noticed and this is maybe a phenomenon that I only see on TikTok, to be quite honest with you, but people will comment on alien videos and be like, well, how come only Americans see aliens? Like, And it's not true at all. There's people all over the world have reported seeing UFOs mm-hmm. and creatures and cryptids. And so I always get very excited when there's another story that I can point to whenever someone leaves a stupid fucking comment like that somewhere. And I can be like, hey, have you heard of this case? Wow. So I'm excited to learn about another international UFO case. I sent you a picture of the luminous objects you can see there. Yes. So Natalia sent me a an illustration of a map And then there are two dots on the map that are red. One is Pakung and one is Samudra Tapu. And then coming from those red dots, there are captions. And then the Takung dot has a caption that says, 
recent photo of an unidentified object taken by ITBB team. And yeah, there's a photo above this caption of just a yellow glowing dot in an all black night sky. Yeah. So people were that, seeing that's literally what it is. Hundreds of those. And and some people are like, well, this is like crude Chinese spying like military equipment or lanterns, like some side of some kind of military psychological like psyop essentially. Mm. And other people are like, no, it's fucking UFOs because at around this same time that all of these like glowing yellow orbs are being seen in the sky, there's a group of scientists from India's Space Application Center, which was exploring this region, and they see this strange four foot tall, quote, robot like, end quote, humanoid figure what? that's walking around the area that's only 50 meters away from where they're standing. So they can see it pretty clearly. And they even take some pictures of it and some footage of it. And the figure stalked the valley that they were studying for like 40 minutes and then jetted away like jetpack style off into sight, like out of their vision of view. Fuck. And 14 people saw this humanoid figure. Six of those people were scientists. So the film footage that they took, they like had to give it to the intelligence units because it might be like some sort of military operation going on, right? So right. they gave it to the intelligence and they gave it to the army. But of course, this footage is mysteriously lost, obviously, because that's what happens when you give like of footage course. of unidentified flying objects or UAP to the military. So we only have one photo of this event, which I sent to you of this like humanoid figure. But look at that. Doesn't that look like like a small spacesuit or something? I'm not really sure what I'm looking at. So, guys, uh, it, it appears to be a grainy photo, perhaps taken at night in some sort of night vision photo. But it looks like there is some sort of rocky terrain. Mm -hmm. And then there's just a white splotch in the middle of this photo. Now, my initial reaction to seeing this was like, is this an underwater photo of a piece of floating plankton? <laughs> but now that I know the context, it also could be an alien robot from a distance. Well done, well done, well done. So who is to say, you guys, go to the Let's Get Haunted Instagram and let us know what you think um, this looks like. Is it a very small uh, alien wearing a spacesuit who's taking rock samples from this area that's heavily disputed in India? Um, is it like military equipment that's also taking rock samples? Also, why the fuck do they care about the rock samples? Someone who understands rock samples, let us know. Also, when you were describing that, I was just thinking how fucking creepy would it be if you're just standing on top of a mountain that's really hard to get to, it's remote, and maybe you're a geologist, maybe you're on a pilgrimage, like one of the articles we read said that there were monks on a pilgrimage who made some of these sightings, and then all of a sudden you look up and there's just a fucking creepy robot with a jetpack on yeah. just floating there in the distance in front of you. Yeah. What would you even do at that point? Like... I don't know. Take I don't know. Camera. And I don't like thinking about it. Yeah. Get out your camera. Take a picture. It looks like a piece of plankton under under the water. <laughs> um, and then you're and then you just get mad because you're like, wow, nobody's going to believe me because the only footage I got was stolen by the government. And then now this one photo I have left is everyone's going to say it's a piece of plankton under the water. Mm, comes full circle. Frustrating. Once again. Mm hmm. 
the next area we're going to talk about is Tantaco National Park in Chile. And um, I know that I'm saying that with like a California Valley girl accent. Um, I have a sinus infection right now, which doesn't help because I have that like really nasally like uh, what is her name? Not Julia Styles. What's that girl that like talks with the nasally that we like Julia? What's her name? Julia Fox. Uh, oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, like I noticed that I have this, but it's just because I have a sinus infection. Um, and I'm also kind of dumb, so I can't help that I sound that way, guys. <laughs> also, I take issue with people that try to make other people feel bad for vocal fry because it's literally an accent. If somebody was from Russia and was speaking with a thick Russian accent, would you be like, this person sounds so fucking dumb? Of course not. Mm-hmm. So why is it okay to make fun of people with California accents or Valley Girl accents yeah. or vocal fry or people that say like and um a lot? Yeah, I'm fucking It's pissed. not okay. Um, It's a dialect. Like, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Anyways, Tantaco National <laughs> Park, Chile. Now, as far as I can tell, this one is literally just a nature park. I sent some photos to Ali. It's beautiful. It looks like a, Gorgeous. what you would imagine the folklore album that Taylor Swift wrote would be uh, <laughs> like using images from this national park. It's an enchanted green jungle forest mm-hmm. with moss growing ac- across ancient wooden pillars and a steel grill lines the forest floor a natural steel grill in an undulating pathway much like a snake might slither across the ancient floors of yore and it's very beautiful wow who's wet right now anyway that was word salad (laughs) the rainforest is wet right now According to the Go Chile website, this park includes, quote, the last wild corner of Chile, end quote. And it was this part of the world that inspired Charles Darwin over 200 years ago. Charles Darwin said about this area of the globe, quote, the jungles of the huge trees crowded with vines and ferns pierced by moisture forms a dark green complex that seems the absolute owner of the island. Large trees whose trunks link climbing plants form real walls on the sides of the road. End quote. Charles Darwin. He was here. Thank you for that commentary. (laughs) Riveting commentary by Allie. We could never go without... Her interesting uh, hot takes. <laughs> According to the Go Chile website, quote, the Tantaco Park covers on 118,000 hectares of millinery forests, peat bogs dating from the last glaciation, and large lakes where a wide variety of animals live. Some of them are endemic and in the danger of extinction. Its remote location has made this park an ecosystem unique in the world. It's located in one of the 35 hot spots of biodiversity, which means that it has at least 1,500 endemic species of vascular plants and that it is in danger, having suffered a loss of habitat surface of at least 70% of its original surface. The park is a conservation project that seeks to protect the ecosystems and species in the marine and insular territory. And best of all, it's open to the community. There are seven trails to walk on foot, seven trails where you can find unique animals from the Chilean forest. Darwin Fox, Jeffrey Katz or Pudus, 
an elusive species, two of them are endangered and one is endemic, the Tantaco separates in the northern zone and the southern zone. The path that goes to the north ends at Caledazora, which is a spectacular cliff towards the Pacific Ocean, and that is the place where you can see endangered blue whales. The path that goes to the south, which is called the Transversal, and ends in Caleta Inio near the lighthouse, which is where you can also arrive by sailing from Ceylon. The campsites, shelters, and trails and footbridges are excellent, but you still have to travel prepared with good equipment, enough food for the amount of days in good physical condition, and another important requirement is to respect the flora and fauna of Chile, Mm. taking care not to litter or fire in places where it's not allowed. If you want to feel like Charles Darwin discovering a wild island, then make a visit here. Who doesn't want to feel like Charles Darwin discovering a wild island? I I was just thinking of Julia Fox telling her TikTok followers about this place and she's like, "Okay guys, it's um you've got to go to Tand Taco and you're going to find us ancient, you know, crystal." And then you're going to ask it a question. Should I take transversal or take the route to see the blue whales? And, <laughs> and then you're going to say to your guide that, you know, it's just really important to be fashionable in the jungle. And we're going to take some of the mud from the ground and we're going to use it as eyeliner. Mm, and always make sure to respect the flora and the fauna of Chile. Yeah. Yeah. I would hang out with her if she talked like that, honestly. I would hang out with most anybody. So this is not a diss. I really want the Jody Arias' butthole commentary lady and Julia Fox to come on our show for an action-packed episode. Now, you might be asking, who the fuck cares? Why did you just read word for word (laughs) a paragraph off of a uh, Visit Chile propaganda website? And the reason I'm going to tell you is because... If you zoom into this nature park on Google Images, it's blurred out from from a distance. You what? can't see, you can see it, and then you keep zooming in, and then it's blurred out. So people are like, "Well, that's kind of haunted because it can only be seen when you're like super far zoomed out." Now, some people say that it's because there's wild populations of endangered animals that need to be kept safe, and so that's why they're doing it. And other people say that it's because the animals there are unlike any animals on the planet. And they're being protected from curious eyes. Perhaps alien animals? Perhaps cryptids? Perhaps something else that we haven't even thought of is being kept there. But other people are like, you know what? I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's kind of weird that it's open to the public, but the bird's eye view is blocked. Maybe we're not supposed to be seeing the full picture of what's there from above. Maybe it's like a giant SOS to aliens who can see our planet from a a satellite and they're like hey look save our earth because if you look um in this area there's all this like cool animals and stuff and you can't see just a bunch of like mobile gas stations and exxons and uh Publix grocery stores and whole foods (laughs) um and so because if the aliens saw that and they paid attention to that they'd be like who the fuck cares about this planet they're we're not saving this shit but if you see this cool Charles Darwin-esque uh, like t- endemic animal infested land, you're going to be like, wow, that's really cool. I want to see that fox. Yeah. I mean, Natalia, these pictures that you sent me are very beautiful. They look idyllic. They look like some sort of um paradise, you know? I mean, it's really, really quite beautiful. If you guys want to look at these images, go to at Let's Get Haunted on Instagram. Um, I think maybe it's blacked out because Charles Darwin 
found the missing link there to human evolution and it's being guarded. Who is wow, to say? Wow, my mouth is on the floor because that just blew my mind. Now here is the part of the episode where some of you guys want, want to just log off. Now the next area we come to is this random fucking house on Prince Port Road in the Tilly area of England. Now this article that I read referred to this area as unsignificant so I feel like that's kind of rude but there's just random house that doesn't seem to be that mysterious that's blocked out on google maps and according to the sun quote the search engine has mysteriously obscured a pair of very ordinary semis on princeport road an unremarkable street in the tillery area of the northern town Jane Allison, who lives in one of the houses, told the Gazette that she had no idea why Google had censored her home. Quote, I've been in this house since 2000, but I have no idea why you can't see it. If you find out why, it would be nice to know why. I've just checked myself and I didn't know it was blurred out until today. (laughs) End quote. Yeah, so I sent you some pictures you can see there of this pair of houses that's been blocked out yeah so um natalia has sent me two images and one pdf the first two images just just show like you know when you're on google street view and you're just clicking along down a street it appears that there is a giant square of blurred out house the uk is a little bit confusing to me this is in the uk right i think so isn't Tillery near London? You know what? I guess the UK is closer to London than we are. So yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's look. It looks like... Um, so something that is confusing to me as an American, and I'm not saying, you know, right or wrong. I'm just saying that it is confusing to me. The houses in London that have these little square... It's like very small lots. Um, I'm assuming it's because you guys know something we don't know. And perhaps there is an idea that housing is a human right or something and everyone can have a house if like there's smaller lots and if that's the case then kudos to you but yeah it looks like three little lots that are kind of connected to each other and then the middle house is blurred it's kind of hard to tell because it is blurred so I don't really know what they're blurring but like I said at the beginning of the episode I know that if you live somewhere and you don't want it to show up on Google Street View you can just tell them hey this is my address please blur it so I wonder if somebody sent in the wrong address address and that resulted in getting it blurred or maybe the previous owners got it blurred out because the lady that lives there has lived there for the past 23 years and she seems to not know why it's blurred or didn't even know it was a thing so I find it hard to believe she would have asked Google to remove it yeah I just looked up this Tillery uh it's it's in this place called Stockton-on-Tees T-E-E-S I didn't even know you could have a an English town with like that's a fucking sentence Stockton on Tees yeah. right anyways it's simply referred to as Stockton and it's a market town in the county of Durham England it's governed by a unitary authority borough named after the town which is part of the devolved Tees Valley area so we don't want to do any Stockton on Tees slander but you know what your own reporting avenue called this an unremarkable area which i feel like was more slander than i could ever do to it but perhaps that's just an english way perhaps unremarkable doesn't mean the same thing in american english as it does in british english who knows i know like when you go to the doctor and you get a some sort of scan or image done or study done if everything is normal 
your results will say unremarkable. So there will like people will post things on Reddit that's like penis is unremarkable. Like <laughs> the balls are unremarkable. Well, according to Wikipedia, Stockton is reportedly the home of the fossilized remains of the most northerly hippopotamus ever discovered. That's haunted. Yeah, so that's so I guess it is actually a little bit more remarkable than the sun wants to say that it is. Boom. The last thing I want to say about this random house that's blocked out on um, Google, the Stockton on Tees, Princeton, Princeport Road, whatever the fuck it's called house. I was looking into like why this could be. So apparently Google automatically blurs out people's faces, car number plates and images of nudity. But if you're looking at it, it doesn't doesn't look like there's any of that involved there. So perhaps my paranormal brain is like, is there a ghost orgy happening in front of this house? (laughs) And Google blocked it out because of that. The AI can see it, but the human naked eye can't. And so the Google AI is like, there are ghost dicks in this photo and it's too hot for the world to handle. We need to blur this. It's too remarkable. Yeah. The next area that we're going to talk about are the Faroe Islands. So the Faroe Islands are located in the North Atlantic Ocean and they are blurred out on Google Maps. Not all of them, just a portion of some of them, which I have sent you a picture of. It's kind of unclear why Google's not letting us look at these places. Like they look like super pixelated and like just. Yeah, they do. Not downloadable, like just really fuzzy. Like there's like just not enough information about them. And apparently this area is controlled by Denmark. Who, like, literally the fuck knows? Some people are saying, like, you know what? This is an area that's, like, really remote and there's lots of weather there. So, like, the satellite has a hard time picking images. And so, like I said before, when we were talking about Cantega Peak, like, perhaps it's that there's no, like, modern images to overlay over this. And then other people are saying it's because, like, fishing rights, like, they don't want... You know what? I don't know how this works. Because this is kind of like the same logic that you would have on why Tantaco National Park in Chile is is blurred out. Is like, oh, you don't want poachers to know where the animals are. Can can like a fisherman or like a poacher or like just an average person who knows how to hunt animals look at a picture that's like from thousands of feet above the earth and just be able to like track animals there and be like look there's a there's a a a tree that's slightly darker there and i know that this like endemic fox really likes to 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 nest in a dark tree you know what i mean yeah i don't know the answer to that um i am not well versed in the fishing trades (laughs) Um, so it's possible, but I am not smart enough to be able to look at a Google Earth search and be like, oh, yes, that is a school of wild marlin. And like, also, even if you could figure that out. Like, wouldn't they move? Yeah, they move, right? That's exactly what I was going to say. So these images come out like a year after they're taken, I thought, or I don't know, like they update every so often, but are you just going to be clicking refresh every single day on your Google Earth page until finally one year in the future, five years from now, it refreshes and you're like, I knew there was a, there was a wild pod of orca (laughs) that traverse these waters and then you just hop on your fisherman's boat right then and there and hope that they're still there you know what I mean like that to me seems like a plot hole but also as I said I'm not a fisherman so if there are any fishermen out there that know and want to educate us on your trade please leave a comment at let's get haunted on the photo dump because I like to learn new things and that would seem very wild to me and scientific if people are looking at these satellite images to fish well okay 
I barely know anything about this, but I'm going to tell the the one piece of relevant information I have about this. Um, Please. I went fishing with my dad yesterday because he's in town for Enzo's birthday. And uh, we were just in a boat and like just cruising around. And he was like casting this little like lure out into places. And I was like, do you just pick like random places to cast this? And it's just like gambling, like, like, you know, pulling the uh, thing on a slot, like the lever, like, and you're just like, I hope a fish bites it. And he's like, no, you know, it just rained and the rain makes the fish go crazy. And the rain makes all of the insects come out and then the fish eat the insects. So like these areas over here where it's dark along the bank, there's probably going to be more fish over there. And fish also like to spawn in areas where it's like more shallow and like the, Mm -hmm current coming from over here and he and he like kind of sounded like he knew what the fuck he was talking about and so maybe a fisherman who like knows what the fuck they're talking about could look at this map and be like oh well this current's coming from here and the way this island is shaped um there's like this bay here which might looks like a place where like this specific pod of orca would have the perfect like conditions to hunt this type of fish that would like to live in these conditions i don't know perhaps maybe that's how it works literally don't know until they make a reality show that's entertaining about fishermen probably will never know the answers did your dad catch any fish no he didn't and i told him i was like (laughs) i was like there's no fish in this lake that we're in i see this lake like every single day because you can see it from my house and I've even seen like osprey and like a bald eagle try to fish in this lake and they were just like fuck this I'm leaving because there's fucking nothing (laughs) in here (laughs) but we did catch a bee I saw something like swirling in the water and I was like what's that and my dad was like oh I think that's a minnow and I was like let's go see what it is and we like paddled all the way over to where it was and it was just a honeybee that was like drowning and I was like we have to save it because it's a pollinator and so we like took the tip of the fishing pole and put it in the water and saved the little bee and put it on the boat and let him dry off and then he flew away that's beautiful so maybe it was an unsuccessful fishing (laughs) trip but a successful bee rescue trip hey for that bee that was like the best luck case scenario yeah that was like what a lucky break for that little bee you know yeah who knows maybe he went on to like sting some exotic animal that's now gonna be extinct because it's like allergic to the butterfly effect yeah who knows you guys Lots of information presented to you in this beautiful episode brought to you by I loved it. the duo known as Let's Get Haunted. Allie, I, I don't know what to make of any of this information. Like I said, this is just mid-NPC uh, clickbait bot content. What do you think? I think a lot of thoughts all the time. And some of those thoughts that I have at this juncture are as follows. One... <laughs> Aliens. I think it's cool to imagine aliens living at or near this lake that is literally called Encounter with a Round Object. That has stuck with me. Because why would it be called that unless there was an encounter with a round object? And now for the skeptics out there that are like, well, maybe the lake is round. It's not. So let me just uh, say that right now. There's no way you could interpret this lake as being round. It's Mm. just literally not. Mm -hmm. So that's debunked officially (laughs) right now. Um, Now, this jungle that Charles Darwin went to is also blurred out. What's that about? Charles Darwin was looking for signs of the evolutionary process. And the missing link. I know that's what I'm saying. So the missing link, a lot of people that are 
into UFOs and UAPs and aliens say, well, we came from some sort of alien bacteria Mm. and maybe a meteor landed and it had the building blocks of life and that over time created humans through evolution. But we don't, that's not like a complete answer, right? Because we do still have missing links in our evolution. We don't really know a lot of the steps. So perhaps... There was also some sort of aliens that landed here. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But I can tell you that the one scientist that appears in this story (laughs) who gave that interview looks scared for his life. What's that about? Maybe because he figured out that there's fucking UFOs that fly over this Cook Island Mm -hmm. crater the invisible ghost island and maybe he observed the missing link in the form of some sort of alien human hybrid all i'm saying is there's a lot of possibilities when you have literally no information (laughs) so i feel like something is being hidden i want to know what it is and until someone proves otherwise i think in my head that it is aliens Yeah, yeah. Some other theories that were presented was like, well, we're in a simulation, so it would make sense that like things are popping up or disappearing or whatever all the time. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Like we talked a little bit about simulation theory and randonautica um, very, very briefly. And yeah, like some one of the theories about the randonautica episode about how randonautica works is you know some people think it's quote unquote hacking the matrix and Mm. these points that are spawned using your mind um through synchronicity or through just like getting to the edge of the simulation because it's totally random the simulation can't predict where you're going because you're not following a normal route so maybe that's why you see strange things at these points generated by randonautica so yeah, I could see that. Like, hey, this part of the map hasn't finished rendering yet. Mm. Or um, the devs are working on an upgrade for this mountain and they haven't like fully um, fleshed out the storyline for it yet. So it's right. just this pixelated um, inkling of a of a location. Right. But it's not an actual visit visitable location. Yet. Right. Because they're like none of these. NPC bots are going to go over to this mountain anyways because it's like super hard to get up there. And they're too busy looking at the alien cave paintings that we drew over here in this cave. To distract them. Yeah, nearby. To distract the psychic eye. As we learned in the Randonautica episode that if you want to distract the psychic eye or the remote viewer that's trying to hack into your government top secret stuff, you just have to put something more interesting next to it. So did the aliens or the simulation devs that control our universe like The Sims 4, did they put these cave paintings over near but not in the area that they're trying to hide. That way people will be like, oh, let's go look at these cave paintings instead of this weird underground alien base. If we just went two feet to the right, we would see the entrance to. So many questions. So Um, many. Yeah, lots of questions. What do you think was like your, your favorite concealed place in this episode that we talked about? Cook Island, because Captain Cook... Uh, to me, sounds like he's a pirate. Probably, mm. maybe some sort of inspiration Treasure. for many of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And when I hear about <laughs> pirates and sailors and captains and Captain Barbosa as one of them, I get very excited. And so I think the idea of a ghost island is very interesting to me. And I like to imagine that the cursed pirates of the Black Pearl perhaps inhabit this ghost island. 
Ooh, beautiful. Would you like to do our sign-off, Allie? I would. Thank you so much for this very informative episode. I'm going to start looking on Google satellite images now and see what other places are hidden. Um, BRB, gotta go blur out a ghost orgy. Bye. Bye.